thank you for uh, for everything, for the the computer and the t-shirts and uh, all the other uh, stuff. of his last album the album for this recent one that came out acid rap which is dope but yeah today we're gonna finally <laughs> record or actually record the discussion on Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz um, mixed in with some EBI talk because Eddie Cummings just won today's Metamorris so July 17th Gary Tonin and uh, Halleck Gracie finally go at it <laughs> after all this shit talk they've been having online. Um, Bell Toiler London was yesterday, which was really interesting. A lot of good fights. A devastating knockout by Venom Page again. Some guy I'm really high on. Um, but yeah, we're gonna start with Connor talk. Uh, it's Connor versus Nate. Diaz 2 or Nate Diaz versus Connor 2 or whatever you want to have everyone phrase it where Nate's going to win faster it's it's I, I say that a lot but now I'm like kind of backtracking on that that statement a little bit just because it's something I had a conversation with one of my guy one of my friends that's um has one of like the biggest MMA YouTube channels 
or breakdown channels um, on YouTube, Brendan Dorman. Um, really good dude, really great videos. I love his videos, really insightful. He helps me with a lot of stuff. Like, we usually come to the same conclusion on things, but like, technically, like from a grappling standpoint and transition standpoint, he helps me understand. Because I, I have an understanding, like a cursory knowledge of a lot of stuff, but it's like he just breaks it down even further. So I know what I'm te when I'm teaching it, it's not so much, or explaining it in a breakdown. It's not, I'm not using so many words to describe what's actually going on. But um, we talked about it on Twitter. And um, well, what, I, what I was saying, I don't want to put him out there like what he was saying or anything, but, but what I was saying to, to him was that um, I have this weird feeling when dudes talk, when dudes talk really confident, it, either it comes off, you either play the super respectful guy or you play like, like the GSP character or the, or the Mighty Mouse character or you play like the... Biz being, I'm gonna knock his head off. I'm too skillful. I'm too. I'm so much better. Connor, that kind of that kind of card that you play. What Connor is doing is far. It's it's so far that 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 way, where he's just it's saying what he's gonna do, but he wasn't able to do it right. But um, Nate had a little bit of that as well. Not not before, like in the first fight, but like now going into the second fight. When Connor brings up that first part of the fight, he's kind of he's right in a way that it did like not he's not right that it was easy or whatever and he was busting him up because like I said before that's all super when you hit a Diaz it's kind of superficial because like okay you, you hit a Diaz it's not like he was hiding from you when has, when has when has someone not hit a Diaz but when have have those guys won the fight <laughs> you know it's it's commonplace to hit them, but in they they cut easily. They're gonna bleed. They've been in wars their entire life. That's what happens. You build up scar tissue. You cut easy, mm -hmm. right? So, I that made no difference to me. I was like, yeah, he's gonna touch him, but it's not gonna do anything to him. Now, on the flip of that is, Nate was saying that like he wouldn't hit me with that punch if I had a training camp, and he might be right, but you cannot. He's saying that it won't land because he's gonna have a training camp. It's kind of like. Not disrespecting Connor as a fighter, because Connor's a great fighter. It's just that he's um, he's leaving that. He's not he's not doing what Dom says. A lot of fighters don't do. Dom's so so right on this. He's like on the money on this when he was talking about Faber. But you can say it about a lot of fighters as well, where they'll they won't accept what actually happened. They'll make like not an excuse, but say because it's not really an excuse because he didn't have a training camp, so he might be right. But to not accept that he did hit you kind of like where you're leaving you're, you're playing that, that that like if this had happened this would have happened he wouldn't have touched me with that punch but he did touch you yeah. you ate it like in everything and you came off you, you countered off of it and you landed your own shots and everything which was great which a lot of people don't which we'll get to because people don't even understand what actually happened in that fight to begin with but um but he's not accepting that connor did land which it would frighten me if Connor was being more objective to what his performance was, like the reality of what his performance was, but he's not. So I give the edge in that department of like what's what's reality to Nate still. Now, if Connor had said no, this was like I got beat up and I was got outclassed on the feet, I got outclassed on the ground, 
He hit me with crazy shots. His cardio was crazy. I didn't respect him as an opponent. Da 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 da. Then I'd give Connor that because he's accepting the loss and he's learning from it. Like like Dominic says and Mighty Mouse says and John says and all these all these greats have said like you have to learn from your losses. You always have to be studying yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't ever if you don't accept it. That's when you stop progressing, right? So. That's why I think Cowboy gets so much better every time after every one of his fights, win or loss, because he's constantly improving upon his weaknesses. He's constantly moving forward. I think Pettis is starting to learn that now too, especially with his drop to 145 now. I think he's going to do crazy damage to that division, and he's one of those guys where he's developing. He wasn't before, but he's now because he's had some crazy losses, some big losses, high-profile losses. He's got to go to the well and. Figure out he's got to become a student again. And that's when you develop. But getting back to the Conor Diaz fight. If on the feet, I think you saw it. You've watched the fight. Yeah. So what my biggest issue was with like watching it in the bar and stuff was that everyone was talking about how Conor was landing and how, but, and like on the commentator, like the uh, commentating, he was landing these huge punches and stuff, but he was landing like single shots. He wasn't landing combinations. Nate was landing the combinations. Yeah. Post getting hit. Connor would fly in with the lead on a like a short like a very narrow angle. Nate would turn after the punch cuz he he flows back with the punch so he's not even taking it full blast. Turns, catches with that lead 3 wasn't even he wasn't he he doesn't check with it he he turns then throws it but sometimes he would check with it while turning it to the outside then throw the throw another three over top after he throws the check come down with a one two and then a three to exit as well so diaz has high crazy volume combinations since high level boxing mm-hmm. so he was still catching connor that's why connor couldn't get off on his combinations no one talks about that everyone wants to say that like he was looking for these shots and everything like there's a reason he was doing that because he did he didn't want to get to get touched by that because if you get touched in the combination mid combination by someone you're getting dinged you're going to get dotted up and yeah. we saw what happened towards the end but that's the reason those single shots were connor's like that's why connor was throwing those like Brendan Dorman did a uh, breakdown of the fight, and you see all the mistakes Connor was making with those single shots. He's, his back foot's coming off the ground, like he's, you know, his weight's not centered that way. You know his, and the punch is not going to land correctly. His body's out of out of alignment. When your back leg comes off the ground like that, everything's out of whack, and you're head hunting. That's what everyone calls it. That's yeah. that's the real the real reason he got. He, those shots weren't doing a lot of damage. He's he's losing power because he thinks he's generating more power off of his back foot. But the only the way you drive power is speed and accuracy. And he was giving up on both because he was bringing his back leg up. Yeah. When he was leading with that um, the leading with the two. Now he did connect, which I, that's why I give him credit for. And I take a little bit from Nate because Nate's not accepting that he did land a lot. And that he might be right where he might not get caught with that punch in the second fight, but he he got caught. So the, the biggest that's like one of the bigger misnomers of that fight that no one either no one has the ability to understand what was really happening because no one's like no one grew up in boxing gyms mm-hmm. that's fighting right now except for like Cody Garbrandt, 
Diaz, the Diaz brothers, um, and a handful of others like Ross, Pearson, um, some countless other fighters. I'm missing their names right now. But, like, all the boxers, like, boxers that were box- – I love boxing trainers and boxers that were watching that fight. Like, Freddie Roach had talked about it as well. Like, Andre Ward's camp, they weren't just saying that because they're boys with him. No, they were saying because he, he landed. And he's like, he wasn't surprised that he out. And like, out boxers are saying he outboxed him. Like, you can land single shots, but that's that means you outpowered him or you outlanded with like significant shots yeah. or with what looks like more significant shots. But if you're getting dotted up, you're getting then you're getting outboxed. It doesn't matter. It's like landed strikes versus non-landed strikes, and then we get down. Then it becomes from the hands, it goes down to the kicking. And we talked about yesterday, like the Charles Boss, that lead oblique thick kick, as Rogan calls it, to the lead leg or to the leg of the opponent. He landed it and it it, it hyperextended Nate, uh, Nate's leg a couple times, which is what you what you want. But it's not a leg kick. He's not chopping. Yeah. Like you got to chop at a guy with a lead a wide base like that and heavy on the lead leg, because if you don't, he's just going to keep moving forward. He doesn't care. But and when Connor was throwing those wheel the wheel kick or the heel kick and it was a very capoeira style, it wasn't taekwondo esque at all, which would be better. But he was throwing it very uh capoeira style styling where he was like his his point his you look at it from like a t- like a top and his head was going down to like below his waist when he was turning to throw it. Now, if you're throwing it like taekwondo style, where you're covering more ground and you're shooting that leg around, and you're, when you turn, it's like a turning sidekick. When you turn your body, you're looking behind you. Yeah. Before you throw, so you can see the target. When he's throwing that, he's like kind of got a general idea where Diaz is, but his main point is to keep his balance because he's driving really hard, throwing his body weight down, which tires you out because you got to manage your body, you got to manage your uh, shifting of momentum and stuff. And he's placing his hand on the ground so he can keep his balance while he whips his back leg through. Diaz can see that kick coming. Mm-hmm. And he, he blocked every one of them. He never got caught with any of it, clean or otherwise. Yeah. Now, in one of those flurries where Connor did throw that, he comes underneath afterwards and throws a body shot. And he connects to that body shot. And he was like, he, he's kind of made those the, the funny faces and stuff at a, that Diaz like, ooh, gotcha. That hurt, didn't it? Like, that kind of shit-talking or whatever. But then Diaz was like, okay, I'm, and I'm back. You, you just talked all that time, and I'm back. Bop, bop, bop. Throwing crazy volume again. And so it's like, even if you do connect, you've got to pounce. Like, it's not, you can't talk. You can't, there's, there's no fucking around in the cage with a Diaz. It's just, with Nate especially, it's just, you don't have time to do that. If you catch him, you got to gotta storm the castle at that point. But, um... Going along with the kicking, you get to the clinch, which was dominated by Nate. And there's something that Faraz had said, stated in one of his um, like tutorial videos that he did about like the clinch and stuff. And you know, if you're the smaller guy, you never want to clinch with the bigger guy, mm-hmm. unless you're on like the level like a Sanchai or like a Thai. Yeah, you don't ever want to be clinched up with a bigger guy. Like, I do it sometimes, occasionally, just to, like, land the, like, I do it, and I, like, I, I catch the neck, and the 
lower back of the opponent and I throw a knee like mm -hmm. right to the belly. And then I'm I push off with everything I've got. Like I'm like pushing like a medicine ball that weighs as much as I do. Away from me, just so I don't act, so they don't get a the hold of my neck or anything, and I keep my chin down so so I don't get clinched up in return. Because if with a bigger guy, you don't ever want to clinch with him. And he stayed in the clinch with Diaz and tried to throw a knee that did not land. At least clean. He did like what all like if you go to Thailand, he did with like all the Thais say like you like Americans and the foreigners do, and they think they're landing knees, but they're really not. They're landing with like the you land with like the meat of the thigh. Uh -huh. And it does no damage. What you want to land with is the knee. Like it's just why it's a knee. You're not trying to, you're not gonna pummel each other with your, with the meat of your thighs. That does no damage. Like the knee is what you want to drive home. That's why Demetrius Johnson's clinch is so much higher level. It's a higher level clinch than anyone in MMA. Because Matt Hume was doing Muay Thai before Muay Thai was even underground. Mm -hmm. But um, getting back to the point, when he get in, when he got in the clinch with Diaz. You see Diaz just throw his, like, come across and, like, throw that slap. He doesn't slap Connor in the face. He slaps Connor's arms off of him. Like, he gets out of the clinch that way. Like, that's when you, when I realized, oh, he's got his wind. Where he's got his, he, this, he's about to turn it on. Like, he ran with them at, like, Connor's, what Connor was like, he, he figured out Connor's high pace when he was, like, when Connor was, like, headhunting hard on Diaz where he thought he got him hurt, which, I don't know why you thought you had him hurt, but whatever. But Connor like exploded in a, like in a, how Connor at the pace that Connor explodes, and then Diaz kept that pace. And he was like, I wonder if this dude can can run at this because I know I can. I could do five rounds, twelve rounds at this pace. Mm -hmm. And then he just when he realized that he got like he got his timing down, he's like, Oh, okay, now we're gonna run. Now we're really gonna run. And then he stepped it up after when when you see him slap that clinch off. I think that's in the first round. I'm not sure. I got to watch the fight again. If it might have been the second round, but I'm, I, if it wasn't, if, if it wasn't the first round, it was the second round, and you really see his timing coming to play. But in the first round, I see. I remember putting putting Connor against the cage, and really like just seeing like where his energy level was at. Mm. And then you see at the end of that first round, where he. No, no, no. Well, going into the into the like the last couple seconds of the first uh -huh. round when he uh, catches the leg and takes him down. And then it was a nice ex-guard sweep from Connor, which I, I give a lot of credit to, to him for that. But at the same time, Nate was voluntarily going to the ground. And you see Nate then starts, gets the collar tie, starts slapping Connor in the face. And I'm like, because he's not afraid at all the ground. And then something I bring up all the time after when, when I watch the fight or I talk to someone about this fight, especially with people that just don't understand like the jiu-jitsu level and how vastly different it is and where the game is on the ground at this point in the, um, in MMA and in grappling, the grappling world. He goes for, like, he goes De La Hiva <laughs> and he has Connor's leg. That's why Connor's position was so uh, heavy on Nate because he realized that Nate had his leg. And if you watch the Michael Johnson fight, Nate knows how to get a knee bar. And I really think Connor was in serious danger against the cage because if Nate extends and gets that and gets his hips down on that leg, it's a wrap. You, you're 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 going to be. It's, he's not Paul Harris. He's not going to like ruin your the rest of your career. But you're going to be out 
for a grip guy. Yeah. And um, but at, then going to the second round, that's when you see Nate really turn it on. I think he actually, I'm pretty sure he slapped, he might have slapped the clincher away in the second round. Now I'm thinking about it. But then when he turns it on, and like people talk about the one two that staggered the big one two, like people talk about that, like it was like the only common, the only thing that was taking shots out of Connor. I'm like, no, you don't just soften some dude up by hitting him with a one big one two. I mean, Nate doesn't have power like that. He's got speed like that, but he doesn't have, or like the finesse and the technical ability like that, but he doesn't have like the the power that shuts, that sh- shakes up a guy like that. Uh-huh. I really submit, like I really, really believe that those slaps and like Andre Ward had say, said, he'll slap the hell out of you. And if we know anything, open palm strikes work because Boss Rudin used to lay dudes out with open palm strikes. And Nate is very accurate. And when he when he's boxing with you, close fist boxing, and he hits him with a jab, jab two, jab two, and he comes around with a three, and he, then he slaps him behind the, mm-hmm. the, the, the lead hook. I mean, that's that's still a strike. So he's still he's landing those things, and those are taking those are taking taking stuff out of you. And then when he, when he landed that jab. When he did that shuffle with his hands and then stepped off to the angle, Connor comes is coming in to try to land a jab, and then Nate just sticks his arm just perfectly. It was like like watching Tommy Hearns with the jab. He just sticks it right on his jaw and like like jawline to like chest. He hit him like right there on the like the breastplate and just pushes Connor back. And he, he didn't push the punch. It was just it was perfect. It was a perfect jab. And then Connor's like, oh okay. And he then Connor goes on the offensive and he tries to go crazy in the combination and you're, I was, I'm right, he goes crazy in the combination, throws up the clinch. Nate swaps it swipes it away. Nate starts to box him up a little bit more. Connor turns, steps off the angle, a hard pivot, goes back to the center of the cage. Nate walks him down, slaps him across. After Connor comes in again for a two, Nate slaps him. They reestablish. He does that little the twirl that he does with his hand, which I've really got to stop doing, but I love doing it as well because it, it sets me up. I, I can feel it and I can do it and and everything. He like rotates his hands through, and then shoots the one two and nails the homie. Yeah. <laughs> nails him. Rocked him, and then all hell broke loose after that. And he puts him against the cage, starts hitting him with those single, the 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 four. That loose, that loose hook. We was dotting him up heavy. He was beating, he was beating him up. Cause those shots, when it, yeah, that volume is crazy. And they put a knee in his stomach. And I don't, it, that pace that they put, that he puts on guys, and that pressure is just, it's relentless. It's like a Matt Brown pace, but like with more ac, it's like more accurate and heavier. It's death. But then Connor shoots, and then. Yeah, if you know the grappling, then you understand how significant that, like, how big of a difference that that grappling exchange showed was how vastly superior a grappling Diaz is. Because the the way Connor escaped on Chad, where he spun out from the bottom, yeah, when Chad went for the guillotine, which was I hate I hate that he did that. He could have won that fight. But anyway, Connor spun out from the guilt for the on the guillotine and then got to his feet well he was trying to do the same thing with uh with nate because nate had a high 
was high, like, I don't know if he was high elbow guillotine. He might have been high elbow guillotine. I'm not sure. But um, I think he was. But Cotter was trying to spin out for that. And then I, Nate saw it. Nate's a, Nate's a Caesar Gracie black belt. Trains with Crown. Goddamn. And Jake Shields. <laughs> he hooked that arm that Connor had left out there and kept him well, back. He kept him on the ground. It was like a fifty, like a split second 50-50. And then it was like no hand pass. Or he didn't even really get to mount. He did like, which I, which I didn't see until Brendan Dorman talked to me about it. He did like no hand pass halfway, but then kept one leg up, like kept, kept one foot down, like yeah. planted, and waited for Connor to like roll another way, and like then he got to the mount, and that's when he starts raining down those punches. And when once Connor rolled to his, because he was like, I don't know what he was trying to do. I don't know. He was trying to like look for a hip escape. But then again, something I stress heavily to people is that Connor's ground game is not bad. It's not terrible. He doesn't suck on the ground. It's not his jujitsu shit. It's nothing like that. It's he was getting hit in the face. It's something that Half Gracie and Henzo have stressed in like in in, in every MMA documentary with them in it or jiu-jitsu documentary, or them doing an interview about jiu-jitsu or talking about this fight, it's the same thing. If you hit a black belt in the face, if you punch them enough times, they'll turn into a brown belt. Punch them again, turn into a purple belt. Punch them a couple more times, blue belt, and punch the blue belt a couple more times, turns into a white belt, turns rolls to his, to a, gives up his back, and then you submit. That's the game for some people. Some dudes, however, are like, you could punch them all day, like a DS. <laughs> And it doesn't matter, and they're not giving up the back, and they'll probably submit you with, with a Gogo Plata after being taking shots from Takanori Gomi in his prime. Nick Diaz is, is crazy, but his jujitsu game is ridiculous. But anyway, that all aside, like once Connor had been getting, because Nate's throwing heat from the mount, because he's got that length and the mm-hmm. leverage point to do it. And he's been in that position millions of times. So he starts smashing him, and then Connor rolls, gives his neck, and then he puts the hand in, and then he does like an old-school Hickson, <laughs> or in hoist. He just slams that one uh, hook to the head. Connor's head goes, sh- shoots to the side. He shoves his arm all the way through for the rear naked and then locks it up. And then it was over. Yep. And that, But to start with, the reason Connor shot was because he was getting dotted up. He's about to get knocked out. And he yeah. talked... Well, this is the other point that I'm like... This is why I give more credence to the whole... What, who's who's living in reality and who's not to Nate is because Connor was, like, saying that he wasn't rocked by the one-two or whatever. I was like... What? Why did you then... Your body doesn't lie. Yeah. There's something... Like, there's points of, like... Martial arts is, like, one of the... Is, it's reality. It is based in reality. When you get knocked out, when you get shut off, you get shut off, right? Yeah. When you get rocked, you get rocked. Okay. When you do the chicken dance, that wasn't just, that wasn't voluntary. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you and when Connor Connor didn't do the chicken dance, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when Connor got hit with that one two, and he like did like a he like yeah. word he did like a like when babies first learn how to walk and dance, they do that like go up and down thing with their knees yeah. that's what Connor did word 
Okay. He did like a jig with both feet planted, uh-huh. and like he saw his like his his shoulders went down, and yeah. he got he got dotted up, and then he was like, I, he was trying to play it off. He was trying to like play it off like he recovered instantly, and I was like. And then when he talked about it recently, I was like, I just don't agree with what you said, sir, because the tape doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> and the result is what it is. And when you shoot as terrible, like, ter- everyone has said it was terrible. Like, from highest of the higher level wrestlers to, like, brilliant commentators like Rogan and former fighters and fight analysis and coaches everywhere. You shot a shitty double. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason you got the that it went to the ground, it wasn't because of Connor's wrestling ability. It was because Nate decided had your neck. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, I locked up your neck, son, and we're going we're going to the ground. And you're gonna play in my guard for a minute. And then he tried to escape and then we've already talked about the whole grappling exchange. But that's like the reality. And if you're not accepting of it, I mean I don't know how that fight goes any different. It might go now that like I'm looking at his training recently. I hate these flies. Now I'm looking at his training recently. He's like been on like a 16 week camp or something stupid like that. Something crazy. And he's like being like looked upon on the grappling exchanges. His coaches look watching every one of them with his um uh, BJJ coach or new and uh, training partner, which is good. It's the, it's the correct move. Yeah. Not I don't like people knocking him for making that move. Like he's and like you think he's going to become great at jujitsu in 16 weeks or this amount of time or the fights now and stuff like that. Or I'm like no, I just think that he's making the he's making the right adjustments. You know, I don't yeah. think he's powerlifting as much because before he was like doing powerlifting and like stationary work or like station work to get like. To get bigger and stuff, and I was like, ah, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. But um, it is he's not doing the incorrect things. He's doing everything correctly. Now I would wish I don't haven't seen. I don't know if he is doing this, but I would hope that he's doing more Muay Thai. Because that lead leg, if you're gonna be the Diaz, that's where it starts. Like mm-hmm. Nate Diaz, that's where it all starts. Is you have to chop that lead leg. That's the only reason Dos Santos won. It's the only reason Benson Henderson won. That's the only reason. Well, the only reason, the real reason Josh Thompson won is because he head kicked him like a billion times. But if you look at everyone that Diaz has fought, the the common denominator people don't do is chop that lead leg. And I thought Cowboy would do it, but Cowboy didn't even do it. Cowboy got lit on fire for that first round, though. Every every punch Diaz threw, he landed on Cowboy. I think. Some stupid amount, like a, a point uh, of shots landed, but um, same thing he did with Gray. Gray, Gray Manor didn't throw a single leg kick and got beat to death, and then just starched out. Where at the end of the round, or would they when they called the fight, which like was the end of the round, Gray's like moving off the cage after getting hit with a clean right hand, right hook just decimated his like his face. You see Gray like moving off the on the cage and just staggering and falls over, and like that will happen to everyone who does not throw a leg kick on the on Nate Diaz. No, uh-huh. and um, I think that's more people realize. I don't know if people actually get it, but like because they see his Connor as like the new wave and all this stuff. But I'm like his kicks are not even that great. His side kicks look okay, 
his turn sidekicks it lands and he's got the power to land it and all that stuff and it's good but like if you look at like compare him to like because he's throwing like a, a lot of pka kicks style kicks if you compare connor to like wonder boy it's not a contest yeah <laughs> connor to the pettis not a contest and those are two taekwondo well, pettis is a taekwondo black belt third degree i think wonder boy is a traditional karate kickboxer with undefeated kickboxing record a lot of that's a, a good pop, uh, amount of that's pka not necessarily um, it's like above the waist kickboxing, a lot of that is. But he still is high level kickboxer. So I don't see. Well, the other odd thing is it takes a long time to develop a leg kick like RDA had and Henderson has. And you gotta have some tree trunks on you. Yeah. Like, this, like I'm not talking like crazy about myself, but. I've been like on this whole since I saw who did I see first? I think it was Malapet. I saw or no. Pedro Hizo. King of the Streets. Uh when he threw like when, when I, that's when I first realized how devastating leg kicks were. Like I'd seen Ernesto Hoos and I was like, he's just huge and he's just got the perfect technique and he's Mr. Perfect, so I didn't really give leg kicks that much of a they weren't that huge in my head. But when I saw Pedro Hizo do it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I want to have. And I realized, like, something about their legs was different. It was like, oh, their calves are jet, They're massive. Their thighs are massive. And I'm, that's when I started, like, really concentrating on my legs more when I was little. And then, or the, the technique of the leg kick. And then when I got older and older and older... That's when I decided to develop my like my calves and my legs and stuff. Which I since I'm like I don't wanna be like racial or anything, but I'm black so my legs are thick. <laughs> anyway. I'm just high twitch, fast twitch, but I like supplement that with high high amounts of cardio. But um but yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I gotta develop like I tried to develop like a Yeltsin Klai style leg where it's like calf thigh. No, no, no vast changes in size really. If they're both big, mm-hmm. but like that's where you develop that chopping, where you drive through heavy with that leg kick, then down on the on the knee and across the knee and across the shin or from the shin and across the thigh, like wherever whenever you land it, wherever you land it, it hurts that opponent. But I don't think Connor's put that kind of work in on the banana bag or. On a heavy, on a super heavy bag, or, or against sparring partners or anything, I don't think he's like, because it's it's one thing to check a kick, it's another thing to throw a leg kick. You gotta mm-hmm. throw, you gotta be prepared because it's gonna, you're you're throwing meat on, you're throwing body on body, you're throwing shin to shin to, to the leg with incredible speed and ferocity, and if you're not prepared to deal with that, from as the person throwing as the offensive guy in that situation, then you you won't really commit to the leg kick. Like, there's a, this, like, if you look at old Jose Aldo leg kicks, some of the, probably the best leg kicker, other than Edson Barbosa, the best leg kicker in MMA, ever. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's, he has, he's not thinking about the, not throwing it. It's, it was, before, it was always, I'm throwing this with everything I got, all speed, and we're destroying this dude's leg. 
Now I don't know if Connor thinks that way about the, the leg kick because uh, he knows I've never seen him really throw the leg kick. I've seen him seen him do like a uh, two two touch where he throws like the the fake he fakes the low kick and then comes high with the roundhouse to the head, which is which is cool. But I mean, if you're not landing that that kick, you gotta start from the, the ground up. You gotta you gotta go old school Dutch. You gotta start from in, in tie for that matter. You gotta start from you gotta chop, 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 chop. Then we go for the body with the body kicks. Then we go for the head kick. That's the technical old school Dutch. That's the Dutch way. Watch Ramon Deckers, the the Diamond Deckers, the best, the greatest of all time. Ernesto Hoos. You watch anyone. Nikki Holskin now. Set up with the hands. Then they set they set the jab with the hands and they go mm-hmm. one two leg kick one two leg kick three two leg kick one four leg kick it's it's all dutchy 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 then once we've chopped you then we go to the body then we go to the body with legs we go to the body with knees and the clinch then we take the head with the with the high with the the hooks to the body hook to the head body with body with the jab or body with the hook to the head or whatever it may be then head kick or something like that that's the technical that's the path you take for kickboxing now I don't know if Connor just doesn't like the rules there or not it's not even a rule it's, it's like a theory there that's been tried and tested <laughs> I don't know if he's just against that and he just wants to be his the, his whole movement movement thing which is, is cool but I mean Hicks and Gracie kind of started it just to put that out there but <laughs> if there's some things that movement has already we've already figured out the proper movement like this is the path this is the movement a leg kick is necessary yeah but I mean it might just he might just not be down with it or feel it that way and he wants to do it his own way which is all good it's his it's his, it's his fighting style it's everyone to each their own but I don't see if he doesn't do it that's the only reason I see him winning the fight is if he can land the leg kick mm-hmm. and then set up his hands. Because then he would win by decision. He wouldn't win by knockout by yeah. any means. But he'll win by decision if he does it that way. But who knows? But it's interesting. I mean, he's, made, he's bringing a lot of eyeballs to the sport. It's getting really weird. Weird in a good way. His training partner fought yesterday on Bellator. Kid's like 18 or 20 or something like that. Something stupid. Like, he fought Bellator. He's like 3-0. and All by submission. Like, one by knockout, one all by submission. Other by submission or something. He beat the kid. He was getting cut with a wheel kick, though. It was weird. The guy was running. They said he was running the entire fight. He was landing, like, leg kicks and circling the cage. Lands a leg kick, circles the cage. And Big John McCarthy was like, I've had enough of this guy. I know what you're trying to do. Either you move move off an angle and then come back or something, but you can't just keep running. And he was like, okay, okay. And then the kid started landing like a wheel kick, and I was like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, he might actually do Oh, no, never mind. Leg kick, circle a little bit. But um, the guy's a jiu-jitsu ace, but he's Connor's like training partner. He fights at like 145 for Bellator. It's interesting. He's bringing up a lot of guys too. Connor, what Connor's doing, he's bringing a lot of attention to Irish MMA. And they got a lot of high-level fighters. Yeah. What Michael Venn and Page did to Cyborg, though, Cyborg's still in the hospital. Get well to or pray for Cyborg because 
Cyborg Santos, not Cyborg uh, Abreu or Christ, uh, Christina. Uh, his ex-wife is Christina. Um, Cyborg got was fighting Michael Venom Page. First round was weird. Venom Page was landing. Michael Page was landing those like those weird uh, bladed, super 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 fast and accurate shots from his like stance and his hands down, hand down, hands down kickboxing stance or whatever. He was landing, but then he got taken down by a uh, cyborg. And cyborg was uh, really kept him there, put him through some stuff, made him work. But um, second round came out, no clowning around, just came out hands down. Just really really looking for his shots and stuff picking the shots and then cyborg like stepped forward or whatever or came forward and like michael had his timing and hit him with a jump knee that they showed the uh x-ray or the mri or something like that and he caves in homie's head like the skull it's like what overeem did to uh not ishii but um what overeem did in japan to that one dude that changed his life he did to uh, Cyborg, which was, it was devastating. It was, it was beautiful, but it was, mm-hmm. it was devastating. But, yeah, that guy's on the come up for real. He's looking for that 170 fight against, uh, I think, Lima. or uh, Well, Douglas Lima had a crazy good fight against uh, Paul Daly, where he won by decision. Um, didn't get hit, hit, really, at all. But, like, rocked and knocked Daly over many times. Which is weird to say, because Daly is usually the dude out kickboxing and getting the KO and rocking dudes. But um, didn't have him hurt at all. Douglas Lima is back, for real. Cartilage in his knee, finally. <laughs> and he's going to look to get, reclaim the welterweight title at Bellator. Which will mean they'll have real champions in every weight class. Again. Well, not real, but like high-level a lot of high-level fighters in each division instead of the freak show element they're trying to pass off now still but um yeah Spellator was good what else was EBI was good Eddie Cummins still the leg lock master EBI champion Metamorphosis is today for all the grappling heads out there like myself Halleck versus Gary Tunner which is interesting funny for reasons that will escape a lot of people Halleck is like the most hated guy in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Didn't pay, like, his fighters for Metamorris. He's fighting Gary Tonin, who he's got, like, beef with because he wouldn't, like, talk crap about Eddie, or uh, Gary for some reason, which is which is odd. But I think it was Eddie, or Gary's thing was, like, um, he didn't want, he's not exclusive to any organization, which is good for him. Most, a lot of fighters or grapplers want to go exclusive with certain organizations, but it's like they're dependent on the organization to provide like a quality matchup and stuff. Are you serious? <laughs> but um Yeah, Halleck is not the gi and the G. I'm just mm-hmm. or the G and the gi, the gi and the G. The gi, the G and the gi. That rap thing was still bad. He's not a he's not a no. He's not a rapper. No. Just, just stop. Just stop, player. <laughs> family had a jujitsu academy from time from the jump you have a jujitsu academy as well now too you didn't come up in the streets player you can't come out like drake <laughs> his flow is whack did you come up to grow up in the streets no 
Well, he, 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 that's, he doesn't try to claim anything, though. Like, if we're talking about hip-hop now, Drake doesn't try to claim that he did any of that. Like, Kendrick... The, the discussion is between Kendrick and Drake. Honestly, I'm, I'm so siding with Kendrick on, like, rap. If we get what bar for bar, mm-hmm. significant album for significant album. Like, yeah. Drake's most significant album is Take Care, which I loved. Loved it when I was at was freshman year of college at OU. At o, and it was, it was great. Beautiful. But when Good Kid Mad City dropped, you can keep mm-hmm. all that noise, player. <laughs> Good, Kid, Good Kid Mad City was all, like, our generation's Illmatic. And then To Pimp a Butterfly was, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just, it's on the... So it's its own thing. It's its own entity. There's nothing to compare it to because it means that much, culturally, like as like socially, everything, big picture wise, it's more significant than anything Drake's done, and that's just the facts of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I love a Drake, this track. I love Drake's work. is is great. Views was I, I I'm not really like I get it, but I'm not really I'm not bumping views just to do it. That future mixtape I couldn't listen to because it just it drove me crazy. But like, if you're reading this, it's too late. Great, loved it. But like, my favorite track right now, like today, right now, it was 4 p.m. in Calabasas, or 4 a.m. I think it's 4 p.m. Can't remember the name of the track. My bad. But love it. Work out to it. Drive to it. Makes me happy. Love that track. But we're talking like. Who's on the come up, come up, not come up, but like who's who's fighting for that spot? Chance. <laughs> Chance the Rapper. If you didn't like coloring books, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Chance 3 was beautiful. I think a lot of people don't get it, like that aren't like, if we're being completely bl- like blunt with it, they don't understand like the black experience like with church music and stuff and how ill it was that he mixed the gospel with the, the rap like Kanye wanted to do. Like, what Chance is doing and what Kendrick is doing, what Kendrick's doing is, like, something Kanye wanted to do or we what we wanted Kanye to become. And what Chance is doing now is what, Ch- what Kanye wanted to do. Like, when Jesus yeah. Walked came out, that's what he wanted to do is what Chance did, you know? But, um, anyway, that's besides the point. But, yeah, Halleck is not near that at all. Like, people make, people make so much fun about his... Music like the the greatest jujitsu rapper is or the musician and I like rapper but like musician is Eddie Bravo because he's a music producer and he actually makes quality music he's very good. Halleck is not that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean he's training with Crone and everything, but and Crone beat Gary, but that was a close close ass match. Like, so close, super close, like, very intensely close. Like, Crone's closest match to date was against Gary. And Halleck is no Crone Gracie player. <laughs> yeah. And if, unless you're Crone, you ain't, the only person beating Gary, and we don't even know if, if Crone beats Gary now. It's been so long since that fight or that, that match. So, we don't even know. Like, Halleck, I just don't, just, there's no way I see Halleck winning this <laughs> this match by sub or however but I think yeah, does, does Halleck outweigh him by like significant I'm not even sure I have to look at the stats I, I only did a, like a cursory look at the, the matchup because when I saw it I was like this can't be real <laughs> hmm. 
But I also think that Chael's, Chael's event was yesterday on Flow Grappling. I'm going to watch that because I have a membership to that. So I'm definitely going to watch that. Support Chael, the gangster. I love that dude. Chael makes me so happy. <laughs> Chael's in the fuck. Chael's a gangster. Yeah. He'll tell his business, your business, <laughs> the commission business. Yeah. Everyone, he doesn't care. He's like, he Why are you everything. hiding that? <laughs> Why would you hide it? He doesn't, he doesn't want to be the good guy ever. Nope. That's why I love him. He's the good guy to me. Whatever. Mm. Whatever that means. He's just super transparent. He doesn't care. Yeah. He lives in reality. Does he, though? Oh, hell yeah. When, yeah, he does. A fighting? Oh, that dude lives in the reality. He's like, I took Anderson down for four, four and a six eighth, six eighth round, like of the fight. <laughs> yeah, in the first one. And then, like at that split second, like the last quarter of that fight, Anderson slips on a not cinched triangle and taps me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I well, he wasn't cinched, but he was pulling on my arm, uh-huh. and Shale's head was up so high. I think he caught the probably caught the artery, so. Probably was devastating. I'm not gonna take anything away from him. Mm-hmm. And he was probably exhausted. But he's like, and the whole drug thing. He talks about that openly. Like he made a joke about it at uh, Randy Couture's acceptance wrestling hall of fame acceptance speech or whatever, or event. And it was like it was like a roast of Randy. And like Chael was talking about how he got like a phone call from like Randy. And he's like, I got a phone call while I was had a needle in hand about to poke holes in my like so many holes in my ass to get to get a naked advantage or whatever and all this stuff it was hysterical I was dying rolling around in my apartment when I first saw it mm-hmm. I was dying laughing and it was just it was just so funny and I showed it to all the guys at the academy at the Gracie Academy and I was like this is so funny and all of them got it because all of us love Chael because he's, he's the realist and so we were like just dying just dying laughing he's so fucking funny but um anyway getting off topic Boxing was interesting yesterday. Guillermo Rigondeaux, number two pound for pound on my list. Won by devastating stoppage with the left hand. That dude's so sneaky. Mm-hmm. So sneaky. He's old school Cuban technical boxer at the lower weight classes. I don't think anyone beats him. The super fight I want to see is him versus Chiclito. Roman Gonzalez. That would be a very, 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 very technical fight. And if you don't like technique, you can go fuck yourself. Because that shit would be on. Technique wise. Oh, so on. Because they're so high level. And there's like mutual respect there too. Uh Uh, Because it's totally different styles of fighting. Where um, he's. Guillermo is very cunning. He's like. I think they call him. His nickname's The Jackal. It translates to The Jackal or something. But um, he's very, 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 very cunning and sneaky, but super technical. Where he's he's not going to be dissuaded by a lot of stuff he sees because he's seen mm-hmm. everything. He's got like two gold, three gold medals or four or something stupid like that. And like he's not going to be at all surprised with what he sees in, in there because he's, he's Cuban. So he's just on the, just off top, you have to give him an edge and technique kind of for the type of Cuban style boxing he, boxer he is. But then on this other side, you have Roman Gonzalez, Chaclito, who's just technical, super efficient at cutting off the ring, landing combinations. All of his shots are perfect. Everything's perfect. He's like 
DJ. He's like Mighty Mouse. That's why I draw yeah. the comparison between him and Mighty Mouse a lot. Because it says every shot he throws, every step he takes is technically perfect. On the flip side of that is um, Regan Dial, who's flawless in his ability to counterpunch and set people up. Like, he doesn't get touched. And for, like, a guy that doesn't get touched versus a guy that can touch everyone because his technique is just purely brilliant and perfect and he can cut off anyone for versus the guy that can get around anyone. You see what I'm saying here? It's yeah. it's literally... It's, it's two of the perfect polar opposites of each other, but they're technically brilliant that would fight each other. I would mm-hmm. love to watch that fight. But... Who knows if it's going to happen? It's boxing. Politics and going in there. But Deontay Wilder got the stoppage victory. I don't know who he fights next. I guess they were trying to set up him versus, like, not Klitschko, but, like, Tyson Fury or somebody or something. I want to see Shannon the Cannon Briggs fight. The champ! Come on, champ! Let's go, champ! Let's go, champ! You watch him? You follow him on Instagram? I follow him on Instagram purely to get psyched up for workouts <laughs> I love what going on his Instagram is saying let's go champ and I just start saying it let's go champ let's go champ yeah I want to see him fight Deontay Wilder that would be dope as hell I want to see him on the Rogan podcast they did like a he did like a screen grab or reposted like an image of someone made of like cause like Rogan has said that he loves loves Shannon and like loves like all fun on Instagram and stuff and like then someone made like a picture like of the like the podcast thumbnail that Rogan has on all of his podcasts and it would be like, Who wants to see this podcast? You know, like Shannon Cannon Briggs and um Joe Rogan. And I was yeah. like, that would be so dope because there's been such an evolution in Shannon's um approach to training, his fights fighting style and how he takes care of himself now. Like he's super, super, super green and healthy. Like incredibly healthy. And he's like he's really reached like a develop like it takes longer for heavyweights to develop but he was already good when he started when he was like a prospect and then when he became like a high level heavyweight now he's older and a lot more a lot wiser and fluid and he's working out better and he's he's really hungry for it and I think that would be a very very interesting podcast because he would have like a take from a boxer on fighting where it's like there's been a tried and tested way of doing things Mm-hmm. And he's doing those things, and he's also doing a more clean lifestyle as well. And he's got like his mind, he's his mindset is crazy. That motherfucker is a winner. Yeah, man. He doesn't just say "Let's go, champ" as like like as a as a hype thing or like as a as like a misnomer or as a thing to get in people's heads. No, he really believes that. Like he's the champ. Yeah. And I, I would love to see that podcast, but. Yeah, I think that's that's about it. We talked. We finally talked about Connor. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about, fight wise? Anything yeah. interesting you? And what the real world or fight world? Fight world. Fight world is the realest world. I watched that uh, interview with uh, Robbie Lawler where uh-huh. he talks about the Connor fight <laughs> yesterday again. Because I made a I made a video for it uh, where I just put in the caption Savage. Like when, like when he's like, I wouldn't have gone for his neck, and I was like, Sav-. I typed in "savage" on the video, and then it goes, it fades away, and then he's like, so What would you have done? What would you have taken? 
his soul. His soul. And then it pans to Kevin Hart. I was like, fuck. I type in all caps, huge letters, fucking savage. <laughs> and I was like, that dude is, he's so crazy. And he, he means it. Yeah. He, it wasn't like some stage thing where he's like, oh, we're taking his soul. Like, it wasn't like something fake. It was, and that's why everyone gravitated towards it uh-huh. so heavy. is because we were like, we all knew that that was the case. Like, even if Connor lands on Robbie, Robbie eats it, smiles at him, walks him down, throws one of those giant hands at him. Doesn't matter what it touches, Connor's hurt. (laughs) And if you think Robbie's choking Connor out, you're dead wrong. He's not even looking to choke anyone. I don't think Robbie's looked for a choke since, like, he was, like, 19. (laughs) Damn. Like, he's been fighting that long. And I don't think he's ever looked for a choke since then. And I mean, if he gets like he like Rory shot Rory McDonald shot a really crisp double on Robbie, and got stuffed and then slammed to the ground and then just took some evil shots to the dome. Yeah. That that's the beginning of the whole bloody mask, the red ma- the real red mask. Yeah. And it was like if if that's Connor's face. I don't care how big that dude's head is and how good he can eat a shot. He ain't eating the Robbie Lawler shot from that point, bruh. Nope. That's that's real Mike Tyson. It's welterweight. You know he's Filipino? Is he? Yeah, he's like part Filipino. Huh. Interesting, right? Yeah. Well, that's the podcast. Wouldn't on that note. Bye. We didn't even end. I just was like saying what we're going to do well, next. What you don't know, you don't explain things to me. You just went up to hit end. No, I didn't hit end yet. What? what? what okay. What? Anyway. Oh my god. This has been Call Tech Talk podcast with Elijah and. Are we done now? It's Trey. But <laughs> I don't know when we're ending this. But yeah. we're ending it like right now. Okay. Oh, okay. Then I'm we'll sorry. Be, I said bye early. We'll be next. The next podcast we'll be talking about um, two hundred one. How and Chicago, UFC like Chicago. Sad about that one. I'll kind of. I'm sad because Mighty Mouse is on the card. We'll talk. We'll get into that later. But I'm happy that things are things are happening for the flyweight division that are very interesting. But uh-huh. um, anyway, get we're getting off track. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. You silly bitches.